Hello and welcome to the Create with Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Hutton. I'm a millennial business coach, a virtual assistant, social media strategist, and a confidence expert. And I am so excited that you are here joining me today. Inside the Create with Confidence podcast, we will dive into all things creating a career online, personal branding, social media marketing, mindset, confidence, and how you can build a freedom-based lifestyle. I want you to leave this podcast with confidence around your online business and the belief that your biggest dreams are possible for you. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Create with Confidence podcast. Inside today's episode, I am going to be breaking down the things that I would personally focus on if I wanted to have 3K, 5K and or 8K months as a virtual assistant. So we're going to be breaking it down into those three kind of categories. So hopefully no matter whether you are an aspiring virtual assistant who's just getting started, or if you're somebody who has been in the industry for a little while and now you want to look to kind of scaling to that next level, hopefully today's episode can act as a bit of a roadmap and give you some clarity and some guidance around where to focus your time, your energy, and your money in 2023. So let's get into it. So I wanted to start with our aspiring and our new virtual assistant. So if your goal is to have those 3K months as a virtual assistant, the first thing that I would do is look at what time you can actually allocate towards your business because it's all good in theory to go, yeah, I want to make the 3K each month and I'm going to work 10 hours each week on it. But if your calendar is fully booked, then it's never going to happen. So what you need to do is create a schedule so that you can actually manage your time and also hold yourself accountable. So if you're just getting started on your VA journey, odds are you've got other commitments, right? You have got a nine to five, you are a stay at home mom, you've got to, you know, look after your kid, right? All of these things are going to take up a huge chunk of your time. So What you want to do is look at your calendar and block out the times that you've got other commitments that are non-negotiables, aka, you know, you need to be doing these things and so you can't dedicate time to your business during those hours. So school pickup, school drop off, you know, the times that you are working your nine to five, put those things in, okay? So afterwards, you'll be left with these gaps in your calendar and this is going to show you what times that you potentially have available to do client work and to work on your business. So as a beginner, I would suggest that the minimum amount that you would need to dedicate to hit that 3K per month is six hours a week. So four hours would be for your client work and two hours would be for your business development and your marketing because that is just, if not more important than actually those hours that you do your client work. But most people forget to actually allow time for this. And then in six months or a year's time, they wonder why their business hasn't grown. And it's because they haven't allowed that extra time to actually work on their business development. So aim for a minimum of six hours on average each week to cover both of those. So the last tip with that calendar management is you always want to be conservative. So you always want to kind of underestimate. So when you're looking at the white space in your calendar, it's better to only allocate six hours when you actually have 10 hours free, because then even if you end up doing eight hours, you're still ahead. So in comparison, if you allocate all 10 hours to your VA business, and then you realize that you forget to account for the time that it takes to cook and clean and do the washing and shower and all those other things, right? So if that happens and you're allocating those 10 hours, well, in reality, because you have to be doing all these extra things, maybe you're only doing six or eight hours instead, and now you're behind, right? Now, if you are doing that, if you have got all those time booked and you realize that you're actually can't hit those expectations and can't hit those time commitments, then in reality, that's just going to be a one-way ticket to stress. It's going to leave you in a stagnant business and it's probably going to have you with unhappy clients because you're not actually able to do all the client work that you had originally committed to. 
So now that you know your starting point, now that you've got your calendar kind of all booked out and you know what hours you can dedicate to your business, it's time to find those clients because that is the one way that you are going to actually hit those targets, right? You need you need money coming in. So oftentimes when it comes to finding your first client or even just your next client, they are going to come from somewhere in your network. So you know the saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know, all right? So In the beginning, you want to prioritize networking over learning more stuff, over social media management, over everything, right? Now, it can be pretty easy to think that you need to know more before you actually can start. But in reality, you're always going to learn more on the job. And when it comes to promoting yourself on social media, that's a passive strategy that compounds over time, which we will touch on later. So instead, what you want to be doing is start with your immediate circle. Start by asking your friends, your family, your work colleagues, but only if they're friendly, or just any other acquaintances, if they themselves need help, if they have a business, or if they know of anybody who actually could potentially have work for you in exchange for discounted rates or testimonials as you're just getting started with your business. Okay. So you need to start telling everyone what you do. Start telling your hairdresser, your mum's best friend, tell your neighbor, tell everybody, all right? Because you really do never know where your next client. Now, the other thing that I would do is I would actually start to join Facebook groups. And in those groups, I would provide lots of support. So I would, you know, go on there and answer as many questions as I can, just letting everybody know that I am the expert, I can help them. And then you never know, they might turn into another client down the track or right now who knows okay the other thing that you can start doing is actually just send dms and messages to people who are already in that space and provide value through that okay so sometimes they might come to you they might reply to a story or they might you know send you a message after a post that you've made create conversations start using storytelling provide value through that content and start you know providing value in the dms as well that's going to really really help Like I said, this shouldn't be where like majority of your time is spent, especially in the beginning, but it is important to start really in the beginning because it's going to build up a foundation, right? Like I said, social media is a passive marketing strategy. It's going to compound over time. So if you want it to compound into clients in three, six, 12 months time, two years time, five years time, then you really do need to start now because think of it as a portfolio. Think of it as a networking opportunity and think about how many times you know, and how many pieces of content we see each and every day, like the amount of times we need to see things before we actually invest in it is a lot. So when it comes to your social media, that's why you need to start back in the beginning, just have it, you know, trickling along and then it'll compound and and build as it goes. So the next thing that I would do is I would actually invest in an online course or you can take the long route and, you know, you can attend Google University if you can't spend the cash in the beginning. But What I would start to focus on and what I would look for a course for is because it's important to learn how to set up your business back end. So many people think that, you know, they don't know enough. So they purchase an online course purely just to learn more and to learn how to like do the actual tasks and work online. But in the end, after they've done the course, they realize that they actually probably knew more than they actually gave themselves credit for. And they could have learned all that if they had just started getting clients and worked with them at the beginning. So instead of upskilling, that's going to come later. All right. Instead, in the beginning, look for a course that is going to teach you how to set up your business. Okay. This is the reason why I'm building out my new course, which is going to be launching in around March, because I found a lot of courses like this. They teach you how to work as a virtual assistant and they kind of prey on the fact that most people think that they don't know how to get started. And that is valuable. Don't get me wrong, because there is kind of a gap in the market. And maybe some people just actually don't know anything and that's fine. But 
a lot of the time you have experience from corporate or from other things that you've done or building your own, you know, social media pages, whatever, right? So you can start with the basics and you can build it up as you go. What's more important is actually knowing how to set up your foundations. So that's why in this course that I'm creating, it's gonna not, it's not only gonna just teach you like the basics of like how to get started, but it's gonna teach you how to price yourself, how to create offers. It's gonna teach you about mindset and how to actually build a business without losing your freaking mind. It's you know gonna have things and all the resources like contracts that are done for you to not only save you time, but also in the long run because you know that way you don't end up clients, you don't end up with clients who just don't pay you at all. So it's having all of these things that is actually gonna you know bulletproof your business you know the professional application kit having invoices client documents all that kind of stuff it's going to not only help you stand out make you look more professional but it's it's just going to help give stability and help give you a bit of peace of mind when you do start working with clients because you are not going to have all the trial and error as well so if you are wanting to make those 3k months and actually you know take your business seriously then this is what i would be investing in because having those resources and having those you know, teachings and everything like that, that also, you know, it teaches you how to do it, but also shows you and gives you the actual stuff you need to do it. That is going to have a 10 times, if not more return on your investment over the next few months and over the next few years. And because you're a beginner, because your time is limited, having those things that is going to save you time and supercharge your credibility is only going to amplify the way you kind of show up and the way you make money. So that's what I would do. But Let's go back for a second. If you don't have the cash to invest, then what I would do is I would attend Google University, right? I would focus on building up those things, on creating contracts, on creating all of those templates and on setting up a business structure that is going to kind of bulletproof and have me working kind of smarter, not harder. So that's what I would do. I was I would focus on creating those and investing my knowledge around that rather than, you know, looking to upskill and learn more about TikTok and social media management. All of that will come with training as you start to get clients. So now we've covered that, right? If you're a VA who is a little bit more experienced, or it doesn't even have to just be a VA. Like if you're a social media manager or you're an online service provider, this is all going to be relevant as well. But if you're somebody who's a little bit more experienced, you've made you know, your first 3K months, you know, you're, you're still kind of doing it. It's still your side hustle. But right now you want to actually supercharge it. You want to start making those 5K months. You want to take it to the next level. If this is you, then this is what I would focus on if I was in your position. So firstly, I would stop offering every service under the sun. And I would stop tailoring each offer to each client that came into my sphere. At the end of the day, when you're a beginner, you're starting to look for just any old client, right? As you begin to get more experience, you can start to be a little bit more selective, right? It's about landing ideal clients, not just any old client anymore. So to do that, I would create one to three signature offers that is going to help you with that. Now, hopefully you've worked with enough clients by now. So you've worked out what you like doing, who you like working with. So now it's time to you know niche down. And you know I say niche down pretty loosely and kind of in inverted commas, because I don't mean that you need to specialize and only offer, you know, one type of service. I just mean get more specific with your offers. And we want to be creating those standard packages instead of tailoring your service to every single client. 
So with those one to three offers, there's kind of two ways that you can do it. You could have like a price tier for one service. So for example, let's say you actually do know what you want to niche down into. You know that you do want to be doing social media management, right? So you kind of just have that one main service, but then your three offers are going to be different price tiers. So you've got maybe a 20 hour a week package, a 10 hour a week and a five hour per week package. And all of those are on a three, six or a month or a 12 month retainer. Okay. So that's under the first way you can do it. The second way is where you could have different offers for different services or different you know, target markets. So for example, right, let's just say that you have one main offer, like a high ticket, broad VA package where you know everything is done for them. You're the implementer. You kind of do whatever tasks they need over however many hours, right? That's your standard package. Then you have like a mid-tier um, a one-to-one consulting offer for people who want to learn how to do it themselves. You know, they don't have kind of the funds to actually just get you to do it all. And so they want to do it themselves and they just need a couple of steps. So they can kind of hire you to do that call and then they can go away and they can implement it themselves. That could be your second offer. And then lastly, you maybe you've got like a low ticket digital resource that gives them kind of the first steps to get started. This probably isn't going to have personal support because it's low ticket. So that way you've got your high ticket, your mid ticket and your low ticket offers and you're serving people at all different levels. So that's kind of the two ways that you can do it. Now, having this kind of pricing system is going to ensure that you're going to have consistent income coming in each month. And it's also going to make keeping track of everything so much easier because everything's streamlined or your tasks are streamlined. You kind of have a basic outline of what you're doing and you're in the invoicing for like one out of three of your services, which means coming up with like, oh, like which means working out how much people owe you is going to be the same amount all the time instead of having like so many different prices and so many different hours and so many different things that you're working on. Like that's just, as you begin to scale, that is just so much of a nightmare. You need to streamline and need to simplify. And this is a really great way to do it so that you can still prepare yourself to scale and reach those extra income levels. Now, when you do start to niche down and get really clear and really specific with your offers, sometimes there is fear and a bit of scarcity that comes up, you know, that surfaces around, you know, oh, maybe I'm going to lose clients, you know, maybe I'm leaving money on the table because my pool of clients is smaller. In reality, doing this actually allows you to work with better clients because they're ideal, they're soul aligned clients, they're not just any clients. So this means that even though you're kind of feeling like, oh, maybe they're not going to pay me, you know, maybe I'm going to lose income. In reality, you're probably going to be working with them for longer periods of time. You're probably going to have better relationships with them because, you know, they're not just looking for somebody to do whatever task. They're hiring you for you and your service, right? So you're going to have better relationships with them. Everything becomes more manageable and you're actually able to charge a higher premium because you are more exclusive. So even though you think you might be working with less clients, trust the process because they will be of higher quality. And this really is the key to raising your monthly income. Now, speaking of fears and subconscious blocks, the second thing that I would do is if you want to hit those 5k months, I would really, really suggest focusing on your mindset. I would be consciously working on my limiting beliefs, identifying them and moving through them because the things that I struggled with when I was at this point was really around my self-belief, around my confidence, and really around my money mindset as well. And this is 
also, now that I'm a coach, this is kind of the area that I see my students really self-sabotage the most. Their scarcity mindset that stops them from believing that it's possible for taking their business you know, to the next stage to full time. They start thinking that they're being way too salesy. So then they stop showing up on socials because, you know, there's more pressure. There's more people following them. There's more eyes on their account. You know, it all gets a bit much. You know, they think that their first couple of clients were flukes, you know, imposter syndrome, self-doubt, all that kind of stuff. It all comes in and the pressure becomes too much for some people and this is where they drop off so to ensure that that doesn't happen to you to ensure that you stay on top of it I would highly suggest investing in your personal development because when you do that you will raise the ceiling of your potential and we'll talk about like what I would invest in you know at the end but there's a couple other things I would do beforehand so what else I would focus on is my marketing. This is where it really should be getting kicked up a notch as well. And that starts with your branding. So you want to focus on creating a recognizable personal brand. So this is where I would start to invest in a logo and start to invest in creating consistency throughout your brand, because that is going to help you stand out as a leader. We've all seen those social media pages where people use different fonts, people use different colors, people use different images and different styles, and just, it looks like a hodgepodge. It looks like a mess. And that is because people haven't invested time and effort into their branding. Now, we've all also seen those other pages you go on there who are industry leaders. They all have consistent brands. They use the same fonts, the same colors, the same images, the same the same vibe, right? That is what we're looking for. Consistency helps you stand out as a leader. So I would focus on that. Now, the other thing when it comes to marketing is social media. This is where it's going to be really, really key. This is where you want to be showing up consistently on social media each week. This is where you want to start to share your social proof now that you have those clients and you've got those results. You should be you know, selling regularly, serving abundantly to your audience each and every single day. And you get bonus points if you start showing your face and your personality as well, okay? This is going to have you building connections with potential clients much quicker because they'll start to see you as a human who wants to help, not a business owner who wants to make money. This is also the time that I would focus on not just pushing anything and everything out there like you were previously, but I want you to start being intentional with the content you're pushing out, all right? You've gathered the data points. So look at what worked well, what landed you clients, and what are some of the things that, you're, that your clients are struggling with? From there, you can use that to create a really solid social media strategy that is focused on calling in and nurturing your ideal clients. And that's going to help you build and it's going to you know, continue to compound as you go as well. So you're just kicking it up a notch. Now, when it comes to finding clients, I would also still be focused on networking. I would start to attend those industry events. I'd be collaborating with other business owners and you know other people just who are industry leaders. And I would try to get into as many spheres as I could with people who scare the shit out of me, okay? With people who intimidate me, who are doing what I want to do and who, you know, I feel so eager crush because I'm nowhere near their level, all right? I, I want you to get into those rooms with those kinds of people who scare the crap out of you because the power of proximity will have you push yourself to reach their level and beyond before you even know it, okay? I would also try to offer a referral bonus as well, just as another marketing incentive so that my business besties aka my previous clients and my current clients, they do a little bit of my lead gen and my marketing for me. Now, I've personally found clients that come from referrals and word of mouth are of better quality. I have better relationships and I just have a much higher success rate of, you know, securing them as clients. So that is where I would, you know, focus if I was going to try and start landing more clients. Now, the last thing that I would do is I would join a three-month mastermind or a group coaching program. And that is really where I would 
prioritize investing my money because it's important at this stage that you start to learn business growth and how to actually grow as a leader. So I would look for something that had a group coaching aspect and a community aspect for both support and accountability as well. Because, you know, as an entrepreneur, as an online service provider, it is really, really lonely. So I found having the support from other business owners was really pivotal in my growth and especially pushing me to this next level because I became the small fish in a big pond. You know, I'd I'd moved from 3K months to 5K months and I was like, feeling really good about myself. And then I was surrounded by people who were making double what I was. And at first it was scary and nerve wracking. And my, you know, my ego was like, you don't belong. You know, you you just, you're a beginner, get out of here. Like, you know, this is really uncomfortable. And, you know, all those fears came up, but I soon learned that if I pushed through that, the more I spent with these people, I grew. They taught me more things. I I learned their ways of doing things. And because of that, I actually leveled up and I, they became my equals, you know, we were on the same level because of that, because at the end of the day, and I found this to be true for myself and for my students as well, nothing will have you making moves quicker than feeling like you don't belong or feeling like you're out of place. But in reality, that is exactly where you want to be. So if you are forced to be in an area with people who are all ahead of you, you will naturally grow. It's just like if you hang around people who are miles below you, they'll pull you down. Okay. So, you know, the power of proximity of people and you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So get in the right areas, get in the right rooms. So because of that community aspect, I would choose a smaller program where, you know, you don't have a hundred other people in the room. You've just got like a small group of like no more than 10, because then you can get that personal support from all the other people in the group. And, you know, that's going to kind of transition both inside the program, but also outside the program too. Some of my best business besties have come from group programs that I've done. So I would, I would focus on that. And I would also want to have access to the coach alongside the group call because at the end of the day I'm investing in them for their expertise so I would look for something that had like a fortnightly or a monthly call as well as the group call as well so that's where I would invest my money if I wanted to kind of get to that next level okay so now that we've covered what I would do to make those 3k and those 5k months but let's talk about what to focus on when you've already proven to yourself you can do this. You know, you are already making your money as a virtual assistant or an online service provider. And now you want to take it to the next level. You don't want to just replace your full-time income. You want to actually start making more. So let's talk about what I would focus on if you wanted to reach that next level and start having those 7K months as a VA or as an online service provider. So the first thing that I would do is I would start to charge for my knowledge, not just my time, because at the end of the day, your time is limited and therefore your income is if you're only charging you know, for your time, if you're only charging per hour, even if it is just as a package rate, it's still capped. So what I would do is I would start to create a passive product that uses my expertise and uses my knowledge that I can also use alongside my one-to-one services so that that way I'm facilitating a one-to-many business model instead of just working with one-to-one clients all the time. So this obviously could be a course, it could be a hybrid program, a digital product or something else completely not essentially attached to like what it is you're creating or what you're doing, something that is just going to be able to sell passively and kind of cater to a one-to-many business model. So I personally would price this at around a mid-ticket offer and I would offer payment plans so that you continually have a steady flow of income coming in passively alongside your retainer clients without you needing to reinvent the wheel and teach the same thing over and over and over again. Now, with this passive offer, 
the reason why I'm only mentioning it now and not earlier is because it is something that you actually need to test one-to-one prior before you can actually, you know, create it. You need to make sure that it actually works and that it is actually going to work as a one-to-many offer. So this needs to be something that you've gotten results with from your one-to-one clients. Otherwise, you could just be wasting months of time, of energy, of money creating something that actually isn't valuable to your clients where they're at, or they actually just don't need this. They want something else. So get really clear, do your market research around what it is. And once you've worked with, you know, a few one-to-one clients and by a few, I mean like, you know, a fair few, (laughs) then you'll be able to work out what it is has been the most transformative and how you could, you know, package that up into a passive offer. So the second thing that I would do is, you know, you've already proven to yourself that you can do it on your own. So the thing that I would do now is start to outsource so that you can expand your capacity, expand your capability and expand your impact. All right. So I'm not an expert at everything. Neither are you. So why waste precious time and energy on things that really are only going to produce a mediocre result at best when instead you could save money? because time is money, and outsource and still get the same thing, if not a higher quality piece of thing, piece of thing, (laughs) higher quality piece of work, you know, whatever that thing is, um, that is also going to be consistent with your brand. You know, it's it's a no-brainer, especially now that you are having those consistent 5K months, you really need to start looking at how you can free up more of your time, how you can kind of expand your reach. And this is especially if you want to scale, because Having a team, you know, your time is limited. You are limited in your knowledge. So getting people who, you know, can help you and can kind of fill those gaps that you have is only going to help you kind of grow and scale. So I would look at outsourcing for simple, like short-term projects in the beginning. Like maybe you hire a copywriter to do your sales page. Maybe you hire a graphic designer to elevate your branding, right? You might even look to like smaller term partnerships with like a right-hand person. So maybe you have a social media manager and they're managing your DMs or your engagement, okay? Maybe you've got a general VA and they're hand- handling like your email and your client management, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. There's These are kind of just some examples of people that I would hire. The other thing that you could do as well is if you are kind of inundated with lots of client work, you might even just have like a junior to help you actually complete your client work as well, right? This is not only going to help you free up your time, but the results are going to be so much better as well because at the end of the day, these people are experts in their field. Now, when you are outsourcing, it is important to remember that your contractors aren't mind readers and they are actually never going to be as invested in your business as you are. So you will need to support them. You will need to train them. You will need to spend time and money to ensure that they're on the same page with you. And that way you're not wasting your time and more money going back and forth and back and forth because there was no expectations in the beginning. Maybe there was no communication or you were just you know, you both set up for failure because you didn't have clear goals. All right. So when you're outsourcing, you need to have those clear goals around what it is that they're expected to do. What are the results that you're expected to achieve when you're working with them? Right. If you've got really, really clear expectations, that is going to help you go further. And keep in mind that like, it's going to take them a little while to work out your business, work out your tone of voice, work out your branding. Okay. So be patient. It does take time. These people aren't mind readers. Okay. So that's kind of the first two things I would focus on. The third thing is 
branding, all right? And this is where it gets supercharged. So I would focus on creating a really strong AF brand that is recognizable as a leader in my industry and my niche, right? And that goes deeper than just having a pretty logo. You know, we, we spoke about investing in, you know, getting a nice logo and all that kind of stuff. This goes much deeper than that, all right? It's more about your tone of voice, the way you show up online, the vibe of your space, what you offer, what transformations your clients get, and ensuring that everything really is aligned both internally and externally, okay? And this does come from deep personal development work because the two go hand in hand, all right? You, your business can only grow at the rate that you do. And so this is always going to go hand in hand, especially if you're a personal brand. So like I said, the thing that I would be focusing on, you know, last time was mindset. Now we're going to supercharge that as well. And instead of just, you know, dealing with, you know, your self-doubt and your, you know, self-belief and things like that, the next thing that I would focus on when it comes to mindset is having a bulletproof relationship with money, especially money mindset. And there's always going to be like imposter syndrome and things that come up at each different level, but your relationship with money is going to be really, really important as you begin to kind of facilitate this next growth. And I would also focus on like improving your business structure so that you can facilitate that growth, that growth and bring in, you know, a feeling of, you know, abundance and stability around money because you don't have that consistent income from an employer anymore it is all up to you and maybe you do have contractors and other people who are under you that are relying on your income okay so that's why having you know a bulletproof relationship with money is going to be so crucial because also sorry to whack the microphone odds are you're also like ready to start making larger investments in outsourcing and upskilling yourself and your personal you know development so setting up that relationship with money is going to help you navigate that as well as still get a return on your investment as well because the best investment you can make is always on yourself so I would focus on that. Um, I would also focus on leveling up your client experience so that your clients begin to passively come into your sphere rather than you having to go out and do lead generation all the time, okay? So to do that, I would show up on social media every single day, creating epic content every single day, selling through storytelling every single day, all right? I would also use it as a way to network and collaborate with as many people as possible. I could. So I would, you know, do all the PR, not just on social media, but like I would try and get on as many podcasts as I can. I would try to be a guest speaker and talk and share my knowledge and share my my skills at every single thing that I could. Group coaching programs, guest speaking things, like you name it. I would try to be doing all the PR so that I can provide as much support as I can, get my brand out there as much as I can. And that's going to do my lead gen and my marketing for me. I go out and I do one guest speaking appearance. Suddenly, all these people are attracted and they're coming into my vibe and they're coming into my space. Okay. So it's working smarter, not harder, rather than, you know, just creating one post and hoping that everybody sees it. No, go out there and be active in your, in your lead generation and make it work for you. Now, the last thing that I would do is I would either join a private coaching program or a higher level mastermind with a coach who was already making like 10 K months, because that's going to inspire me to reach that next level. I spoke in the previous kind of bracket around the 5k month that you know you the power of proximity is so important and this continues well into every other level that you want to hit okay so I would go into a space obviously having a group coaching program is great right but now I want to work with a higher level mastermind with a coach who is already where I want to be and who is going to be able to give me tailored specific personalized support 
that is going to help me achieve this higher level of expansion, all right? So I'd look for something that went really deep into personal and business development. Like I said, they go hand in hand, all right? I'd want to be learning how to make big, bold, loud moves, you know, how to show up shamelessly without the fear that, you know, I'm going to say one thing and my whole business is going to disappear and, you know, all my friends are going to hate me and my family are going to want to disown me, you know? Making those big, bold moves in my business, how to, you know, maybe take on and scale and, you know, start having a team in a longer capacity, have actual employees, you know, how can I actually take them on and not feel like, oh crap, now everyone's relying on me. How can I do that without the pressure, without, you know, my business collapsing, okay? I would look to strengthen my skills as a business owner as well and, you know, learn how to be a better leader inside my business so I can continue growing and expanding my income, my impact, and everything else that comes with that, okay? So that's what I would focus on. That would be the biggest probably investment that I've ever made as well. And that's why having that that big, um, you know, big investment in your mindset and your money mindset specifically is going to really carry you through because it's going to be so crucial when it does come to making these big investments. But at the end of the day, when you do invest, your business should be growing because of it. So it's a step in the right direction. But that's what I would focus on if I wanted to have 3K, 5K, 7K months as a VA. So that kind of brings us to the end. I've given you kind of those outlines. It's been a bit of a longer episode, you know, but I, I really did want to kind of give those tips and those strategies to kind of help you know where to go if you did want to have those 3K, 5K and 7K months. Um, hopefully this episode has fired you up, made you feel a little bit motivated to go out there and start, you know, taking those steps and reaching those income levels. But more importantly, I hope today's episode has actually just given you some clarity and support around where to focus your time, where to focus your money and where to focus your energy. Because I know that as a beginner, I found this to be the hardest, you know, I, when I started, I had no idea where to actually start. And it like, it crippled me because I saw so much conflicting information online and I spent so much time just like building out unnecessary things that just, you know, was a waste of time, waste of energy and waste of money, like creating a website, for example, you know, you don't need that until you actually start landing clients, you know, and sometimes you don't even need it at all, you know. So hopefully this has resolved some of that confusion or frustration for you if you feel the same way and you're at the be- you know beginning stages of like reaching this next level and you're like, right, how, how do I go about it? What do I do? Hopefully this has helped. Um, obviously this episode, it's been quite broad, big broad steps um, and it's very general advice. Every business is different. So if you want personalized roadmaps, personalized support, then um send me a DM because then we can obviously go over, you know, where you specifically should be focusing your time. So send me a DM on Instagram. It's just at Tay Hutton. We can book a call and we can look at your business specifically. But as I wrap up, like I mentioned, if you're a new or aspiring virtual assistant, I'm launching my beginner's course in March. So if you're looking for a comprehensive program, that's not only going to, you know, teach you those kind of skills um, on how to, you know, work as a VA, but give you all the resources and support that you need to land your first client, work confidently online, all that kind of stuff. And send me a DM and I'll add you to the founder's waitlist. But it is going to be the number one comprehensive program. I'm calling it right now. It's going to teach you how to build your business. So I'm so excited for it to go live. I'm so excited for it to launch and for all the transformations that come from it. Um, But yeah, if you're interested, send me a DM and I'll add you to the waitlist. I just want to say thank you again for listening. I've got an exciting series coming up on the podcast over the next couple of weeks. We're beginning our Beginners VA series with the first episode next week. So um, that's going to go for, I think, five episodes. So if you're curious about what a VA is, 
what they do, how you can become one, or how a VA could actually help your business, then tune in next week because we'll be talking all about that and more. But in the meantime, hope you have a wonderful week and I will speak to you next Tuesday. Bye. 